I, I'm really you know, pretty backward with my stuff. It's just, you know, me, an instrument, my voice, and a microphone, and, you know, hopefully I get a good mix. <laughs> Whether you intend it that way or not, there are these really awesome intimate moments where it you you literally are just setting up uh, uh, your camera to record. And oh right, yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're really simple. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I I just sort of position my telephone, and uh, you know, there it is. <laughs> so where where like because uh, you're obviously making time to do that, right? To like write some music. Is it like? Uh, inspiration hits you and you just write it down when it hits or you record when it hits or do you make time in the day uh i, I i'm a i i stay up late at night and uh, typically i will do it at night i i typically write during the day earlier early, earlier part of the day and then uh, uh i'll record late at night you know got the guitar and you know whack my three chords my three halting chords <laughs> And, uh, and and do my thing, you know. Yeah. Throw the harmonica brace on and uh, and go. Yep. But yes, the, the, those are the things. I, I keep notebooks. I keep lots of notebooks, and um, that that's when uh, inspiration happens. Is you know whenever, and just I just hit it, and I either knock down a line or two, or you know I'll do a couple pages. Sure. In my own artistic endeavors, whenever I do, sometimes I get hung up in trying to. Uh, uh, complete a more complex thought. And some of the things that you put out there might be a phrase, not even a complete sentence. And, and oh, you'll absolutely. come up, you'll come yeah. up with a couple of, of, of chord, uh, 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 of chords and some things just on a phrase. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and uh, typically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. I think the same with like your drawing, you know the the visual art that I see you put out too. Well, I, I do those. That, that that's a little more disciplined. I I do that every day, and uh, I I do it at night, and uh, I I either generate a painting. They're all small paintings. They're, they're typically twelve inches by twelve inches, watercolor, uh, kind of like washes mostly, and but and, but then I also have a sketchbook that I you know, also go into and, uh, it's either a sketch book painting or, you know, but every day, every day I generate, I generate one every day. That's cool. It's yeah. like, it's like working out. It's flexing that muscle, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. At what point did art become that, um, that outlet, the, the activity that was fun for you? Well, it's, it's always been an outlet for me. It's, uh, it's, uh, something that I've been doing since I was a kid. Uh, and and you know, it it varied about as to how serious it was, but you know sometimes it was the the main focus, and other times you know obviously, I've had other focuses in life, um, but uh, uh, as I've been able to you know pull back uh, in terms of like full time management of a of a business, uh, the art has uh, uh, increased. Uh, in in my focus that's great uh because and you just alluded to it i i feel very akin to you because uh i our our souls seem destined for activity our hands need uh, busyness there, there, there always has to be something but you know that's really important yeah it, it keeps the juices flowing yeah yeah and uh and it's uh no, it's fun. And you're not afraid to have really, really varied interests as well. Because music and art, these things, it oh, makes sense. But yeah. then, but then, um, you know, you have a, lo a, a love for antiques and, you know, uh, things that are... I like uh, the hunt. Yeah. Is that what it is? is it <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. That, that, that is absolutely it. 
I, I, I've been a, a finder all my life. Okay. Since I was a little kid, I would walk to school looking down <laughs> and, and I would find money. I would find things. And, uh, uh, and, and then I learned how to find things that have been lost. Like, you know, like it's, it's not a sixth sense. It's, it's method. But it's it's a way of thinking. But I find things, and and I've been able to do it all my life, or mo- most of my life, mm-hmm. I, you know. But it's I think it's it's a developed skill, mm. you know. If someone loses their keys. Got it. <laughs> Bloodhound on the work. Yeah, I just know how to do it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that's the uh, uh, estate sales. Yeah. Flea markets. Yeah. I I actually started my main business in the in the in the uh well god it was it was the uh it was the sixties. Uh I started going to estate sales in the sixties and bar mm. sales and um I focused on one thing that I was interested in in finding and it was just a stupid thing. I uh I started collecting um these Americana things, like 20s Americana things, they were string holders. They were typically made out of plaster, and uh, you would put a ball of string in them, and there would be a hole, and you would draw the string from the hole. But typically, they were figural, so it would be like a Dutch girl's mouth yeah, or, or, or whatever. And uh, that got me collecting. And <laughs> I mean, it's a weird thing to collect, but I... Uh, it, it got me into the antique business. That is and, and, as and, random and as it gets. Very quickly into an antique business, but that was the uh, that was the thing, and it was like a joke, you know. It was, it was referred to as my my shrunken head, head collection, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was making art back then, okay, you know, and, and and seriously so sure, and uh, but that was uh, did you know, um, just a side thing that I was doing. Did did antiquing come before uh, the record store, or did re- the- yeah the record store was a, a, a direct branch of the antiquing? Okay, yeah, I, I had I had a little little booth at uh, um, a uh, a flea market that was on Jefferson Road called the Super Flea. This was in the the early early seventies. Uh, at the time, I was a mason. That that's what I did for a living. And uh, but I'd be laid off during the winter so I could run around and do these things. Right, that was that was great. Um, anyway, I had I had an antique booth there, and I threw a box of records out in front, and uh, uh, the, my direction was pretty clear when I saw what was going on with those records. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I used records, and uh, um, you know, it developed into to, you know my business record archive. That 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 is super entrepreneurial, right there. A um, uh, a hobby, an interest that. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That turned into a thing. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of organic. I mean, there there was you know, I, I it was it was I a purposely turned page. Mm. You know, I I went from uh, the antique business to having a record operation, and you know, I opened it up at a specific date yeah um uh, uh, september 16th 1975 okay <laughs> i opened up record archive in in you know in a booth at that very flea market where i had been you know peddling um little knickknacks basically okay yeah. how long until the first brick and mortar coming out of the flea market oh first brick and mortar uh, it was the first hey, brick and mortar was that mount hope no, the first brick, brick and mortar was uh, a basement store uh, that was part of the Village Green Bookstore. They they had started in a basement on Monroe Avenue, and I took over that space uh, in the basement. And that was uh, that was the next year. That was seventy uh, six. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm still not born yet. You're kidding me. Seventy eight. <laughs> this is what no th- th- I love this. This is great. Uh okay. So it's it's 76. Uh your your first brick and mortar and uh it's taken off like hotcakes. 
Yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was a success from day one. You know, in terms of uh, interest, you know, there was there was a uh, there was a real thirst uh, for unusual records. You know, and uh, I, I I always carried every format. You know, I, I had seventy eights and you know everything. Sure. Yeah. And this is super fun for me, too, because, you know, here we are recording on to a laptop computer through, you know, all these electronic devices and whatnot. And how much technology you've seen develop since the flea market into your first brick and mortar into now. The, the You know, and we're not just talking about... And back. Sure. <laughs> and that's the beauty yeah, of the yeah. of the current business, yeah, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's foreshadowing to talk about how antiques were the start and how records are this throwback thing now. Yeah, right. And and rec- records are now a type of antique. Yeah. And and and, and, uh, and and record collecting is an organized activity now. With, yeah. You know, with price guides and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's you know real hunter gatherer. Okay, I like that. <laughs> yeah, you so you get your every everyday uh, diggers and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're out there. I like they're that. Out there all and and at uh, all different levels and uh, and different specialties in some cases or omnivores. They're always the most interesting ones. You know, <laughs> the omnivore. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. All right. Speaking of technology, let's let's use the N word. Which one is that? Napster. Oh God, yeah that uh, that that was uh, <laughs> that was a transitional moment. That was for sure. Uh, you know that was the that was the end of the CD era. Mm. There was a lot of hand wringing and uh, fear, and not unwarranted fear. Yeah. You know, a- empires fell. You know, we still have a we still have a music business. We still have a record business, and uh, you know, some of us uh, some of us adapted. Mm. And, and I have to say that the, those of us who adapted it were, were typically uh, people who were used media resellers mm. because we understood um, the value of that old disc format. Sure, and and and. Many of us understand the value of uh, maintaining all formats. It's interesting. Uh, the Smithsonian collects the most important sounds on disc records, and not 33 and a third disc records. They import the most important stuff onto 78s because they feel that the 78 RPM wax record is the archival form for sound. <laughs> How can you argue with that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. agree? Am I going to argue with this? I, 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 I mean, I, <laughs> you know? I mean, I would argue just for the sake of, of argument sometimes. Yeah, sure. but. yeah, yeah I, I think that, uh, I think that a, a, a well-pressed 78 uh, has, uh, you know, really good sound. My main player is, it plays seventy eights. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a, I have a, I have a, a mid fifties RCA orthophonic uh, uh, record player, and uh, you know, for my mono records, that's it. That's what I play them on. So I, I've sometimes questioned my own relationship with music because I am not heavily hung up on um, the format with which. I listen to it uh, when I when a, a person who is is heavily into it talks about music and specifically of formats that they are uh, uh, devoted to. They talk about it in ways that I guess I don't understand that I don't that that haven't. Um, it's like it's like seeing into a dimension that I can't quite grasp yet. Right. To me, a format's a tool. I mean, it's just because but you know, I do whatever it gets to you is. Yeah, I get that. But I respect the shit out of people who uh, who will tell you that they love the feeling that they get from listening to an album. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, 
record albums are are interesting because you're 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 it's really very personal involvement. I mean, it's it, it's a thing. You have this artifact that that you can hold and experience on several different levels. You know, the there's the jacket, there's the 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 literature that's on the jacket, there's the the, the physical care of the thing, there is the 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 the, the very hot experience of listening to the, these, you know, 20 minutes and then turning the thing over and listening to the other 20 minutes and then, you know, dealing with all of the, the stuff that's involved in, uh, in gleaning that music. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, you're experiencing the, the sacrament of playing records. Bit of a ceremony, right? Yeah, it is absolutely a ceremony. Uh, you know, you've got the brush, you you, you know, it, it, it can be extreme. No, and, and that's the part of it I like, right, is the, the ceremonial aspect to it. I, yeah. it like, it's yeah. it's almost it's like fun. church, right? And so yeah, I, I, yes, spiritual, yeah. I dig that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fun. I'm I, on all... the other hand, <laughs> you know, I do a lot of listening on, with CDs. Sure. Uh, they're, they're, uh, I, I really got deeply into CDs uh, in, the, in the 80s when they first came out. Um, my, my store was uh, the, the first record store to carry CDs in the region. Uh, I would actually uh, import them from Germany. I'd, I'd, I'd had a trip to Europe in the early 80s mm. and, and saw them in use and, and being retailed uh, before they hit the American market. And uh, Sure. Uh, it, it's, I, I got bitten by the bug early and... Uh, so I, I just call Germany and order them, you know, <laughs> that, for the store. And that always confused me growing up, too. Like, um, you know, especially uh, I was a hip-hop kid growing up, and you would hear about the the Japanese import of some signal or, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You had to really, I mean, yeah, a were... suburban kid like me, I, I wasn't finding that at the, the Fayetteville Mall. There, there were suppliers for those things. Um, there were some really good importers in those days, and uh, you know I dealt with all of them. Yeah, and then cassette thing. tapes, man. That's that's kind of where my <laughs> uh, that's where my nostalgia is. The the pencil and to <laughs> to wind the cassette yeah. tape, or yeah. or the tape over the uh, the top side of the cassette that would either lock or unlock your ability to record and, and dub over something and sitting up late at night to record sh- uh, to record stuff and put together mixtapes for the girl you liked and goodness gracious I, I never did any of that stuff but you know I, I had uh, tremendous access to the pre-recorded stuff so it's like you know I never get into making those di- mixtapes yeah uh, I mean it was the the mixtape thing too was uh, was hard because again uh if you if you're if the the style of music you wanted was only on at a specific time at night, then you had to get up and record whatever that hour long oh, yeah. Yeah. show yeah. show was yeah. just to hear what yeah. you wanted to hear. Because you guys at the at the archive, I mean, you have everything, analog, digital, and everything in between. Well, yeah, you know, there uh, that my my daughter made up the the motto: there there are no dead formats. Yeah. And, but and people do that with all kinds of things. People do that with far less interesting uh, pieces of memorabilia. I mean, people collect yeah. old beer cans and yeah. and old license plates. Why not? You know, things that you can actually still work uh, sure. with, yeah. right? Yeah, eight tracks are fun. Um, you know, eight tracks are particularly attractive to to auto collectors, car collectors, okay. because uh, a lot of cars come stock with a-track players yeah you know period cars so you have to have that period software to uh you know make uh make the car sing i'm trying to remember if i even if i've even seen an eight-track cassette in my life i obviously i've heard about them but i i kind of have this thing in my head it kind of looks like an old uh like atari cartridge yeah that's that that's right all right so maybe i have yeah that's interesting yeah um yeah, but it, uh, the the immediate satisfaction was not there uh, back in the day. You had to listen to a song. Yeah, you know, uh, cassettes. Yeah, cassettes are uh, a, 
a specific way of consuming music, that's for sure. Had you played music all the way through? Like, because you obviously... Had I personally played music? Yeah. Was I, was, was I a musician? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Uh, I played harmonica, but I, you know, it was... No, I, I never thought of myself as a musician. Okay. Yeah. That that came much, much, much later. I I was in the music business from, from the time I was uh, a teenager as a peripheral person. I, I made art, and I worked as a setup guy and a roadie and uh i did some promotion and uh you know i was uh i was adjacent adjacent yeah music adjacent and uh i did lights i had a light show and so i was i read something know, about that yeah yeah that was uh what, what was the the daredevil's name there uh, uh sam pat memorial lights there you go yeah the jersey leaper <laughs> he uh he died one Afternoon, uh, cold afternoon. <laughs> that was jumping off the high falls. But it was the second time he jumped. Second time, yeah. He did well, it first time just fine. Well, uh, he he didn't feel that he'd drawn a great enough crowd. So what he did is he had a a platform built to put him up higher. And uh, hubris it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a fun period. That having the light show, I learned to do that. Uh, you know, I uh, was a, a roadie uh, in the uh, in the sixties, lured by the the uh, summer of love. Oh, and uh, I, I had uh, I had some connections in San Francisco, and uh, so I went out there and uh, made the trip. I made the trip and uh, got uh, a job as a, a roadie for a rock band and uh, and learned to do uh, the psychedelic lights. What a, what a time to be around! What a place to say uh, you were, right? Yeah, you know, I, I was I was kind of the zealot of rock there for a moment, and uh, I, I I was around the, the whole San Francisco scene. I I, I was working for like. A, well, one of the big bands. They were called Quicksilver Messenger Service, mm-hmm. and uh, but they we we were frequently on the bill with the Grateful Dead and uh, Janis Joplin and the Big Brother and the Holding Company and you know some of the big acts uh, mm-hmm. of that period. And uh, um, we shared rehearsal spaces with some of them, and uh, it was uh, it was a, a great uh, a great time, an interesting time. What an iconic uh, place in time, San Francisco, Summer of Love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was it was it was, uh, it was pretty gritty too. Um, you know, Hate Street was uh, Hate Street was a real scene uh, that uh, it became a a, a tourist magnet, yeah. and uh, and, and the. That summer, the summer of '67, uh, uh, there there was a traffic jam on Haight Street all day long, mm-hmm. every day. Cars bumper to bumper. There, are tourists who who driven in to look at the hippies, <laughs> and um, so it, it became a, a whole uh, uh, a whole like feeding chain for uh, for people. There, you know, vending. Yeah. To, souvenirs to <laughs> to tourists so i i was i was there i was there at haight ashbury for it was a brief amount of time it was before i hooked up with this band so i ended up in haight ashbury for a little while and uh i sustained myself by selling um like the berkeley barb uh like and these psychedelic newspapers mm. and uh, there was the one that i got involved with i started working as an illustrator for the Haight-Ashbury Times, and he paid me in newspapers, which I could, you know, peddle on. Sure, go yeah. hustle and sell. Yeah, so it was, uh, uh, that, that was that was kind of fun. Um. <laughs> and you're picking up all kinds of influence and art and sound and visuals yeah, and yeah, things along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was pretty hand to mouth existence, you know. It was a subsistence, and uh, 
uh, Pell Mall cigarettes and bananas, you know. That was kind of what one lived on when you lived in Haight-Ashbury at that time for yeah. that moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I ultimately got situated with uh, the band and moved to, uh, well, it was it was Marin City. It was between... Uh, uh, Mill Valley and Sausalito, and it was. Uh, I lived in. The, I lived above the practice hall, which was a, um, a helicopter hangar on San Francisco Bay. So we were situated right at the docks of a, a, a large development of uh, houseboats. Okay, and that was you know, that was fun. It <laughs> was interesting, an interesting way to live. So, uh, what was the uh, what was the impetus to come back to Rochester then? Well, the job ended. Okay, and uh, I came back, and uh, I started my light show. Gotcha. Like immediately. Yeah. So there was, you know, that opportunity. That there were there were no light shows, and there was a, a market, and uh, and uh, and you had a, you know, a it was making art. You know, you had a record label at one point too. Yeah. Yeah, that was later. Okay. That was that was Archive Records. That okay. was uh, that was the um, early late seventies, early eighties. Mm. So I, I think in the in the in the sort of like progression moving forward, we uh, we hadn't quite gotten to Mount Hope yet, and I know that store, that location is like super iconic to a lot of people. That's when oh, yeah. I, that's yeah. when I uh, became aware of the archive. Oh, was it? Uh, so that's when oh. I was going to school at SUNY Brockport. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, sure. And a friend of mine who I was doing a show with, uh, who was not a Brockport student, he was just sort of a, you know, average bloke out auditioning for shows. Uh, he was an employee, Tim Godwin. Or, uh, Goodwin, excuse me. Goodwin. Tim Goodwin. Tim Goodwin, yeah. Do you yeah. still see him? I, I, every now and then we'll we'll talk on uh, on social media. Yeah, he's an actor now. Yeah. he's yeah. Last I knew, he's and, still in and, New York City. A very accomplished photographer. Yes. Yeah. Holy mackerel, that's good work. Yes. So so he was working for you at the time, and that's that was my first trip in. Was I, I, I think I was in the city. I don't even know what I was doing, but I stopped in just to say hi to him. And, and I walked around, and it was... As they say, uh, overwhelming, impressive. It was a lot. Yeah, that 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 store was you know the full thing. Um, had a stage, had a working stage, and uh, had a back room with you know thousands, tens, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundreds of thousands of records. That was uh, it was an old church that uh, we bought. And uh, converted it into well, it had been, it had been a, a sweatshop that uh, that did canvas fabrication, um, but it had a, it had originally been a church. They did stage uh, backgrounds there. They they painted uh, the backgrounds for auditoriums. Anyway, that's uh, that's what we started in, and, and that was that was uh, seventy. Uh, Nine. Mm. Put on the stage right away. Okay. Had lots of great bands there and uh, uh, had a radio show that uh, originated there. It was called Live at the Archive. It was on WRUR every Friday night. We had we would produce a live show. We would bring in bands, uh, local bands, and you know some touring bands, national bands. Live music and record stores is fairly rare in those days. They're... Um, I, I, w I was inspired by um, a Nashville record store uh, that, that uh, had a, uh, uh, a radio show that broadcast on WWVA. And uh, I basically, you know, copied what they did. And, uh, you know, Flattery? Yeah. Well, wh whatever. They were iconic, and, and we were, uh, you know, we, we were involved in contemporary music and... Uh, you know, it was the beginning of a new wave. It was the beginning of, of punk rock, and uh, you know the the whole new music scene. And uh, we were involved in it, and you know, found ourselves putting out records and uh, um, and producing the show. And uh, it was uh, a very, a very, very rich period. Mm -hmm. Very rich period. 
uh, as far as like diversity of, of how you were involved in, in all sort of facets of the music. Yeah. Yeah. Put out some good records. <laughs> Do you have a, a, I don't know, a, um, a memory from, from the Mount Hope years, a, a band that came through, uh, an event that was, uh, that, that went, that was specifically spectacular or not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, being out on the road is uh, is, is a rough life. Yeah, <laughs> there, there there were some moments with uh, bands where you know they would show up and, and be sick or or delusional or mm. uh, be having an episode, which I'm not going to share. Right. <laughs> there were there were episodes like that. There were really great moments. Uh, the, the Ramones would come, and that that was always a, a wild time. I would imagine. Yeah, they were uh, always a lot of fun, and uh, uh, diversity of acts too. I mean, so uh, you know, the Ramones. There's some like punk rock there. Uh, oh yeah, there were a lot of them. I mean, there were the Romantics, uh, uh, Ten Thousand Maniacs. Uh, they they played our stage. Sure, they were a tremendous band. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hip hop. I'm trying to remember. We we did have uh, quite a few hip hop acts that uh, made it through. Um, we had Moby came by. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah he did. I, he did a thing. I I think uh, I think the the first time I saw Ben Folds live was here in Rochester, and I think the tickets that I won off the radio were sponsored by Record Archive. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so he, thank you. Uh, he, um, he came by, you know. Yeah. I've seen him a number of times now, and yeah, what a great he's, show. He's good. Great artist. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him too. He's really good. Yeah. And, and what he's now trying to do with giving back to symphony orchestras you know, I think yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I've been following that. That's really, uh, that's really a great thing. You know, he's he's been into the symphonic thing for a good long time, though. You know, he was dabbling with it even in the uh, in the you know in his first run. Yeah. So the it wasn't so right after that first big studio album that they did with Brick, where the, which is a single that kind of made them. The second album that they came out with was a was over a summer, and it had a much more symphonic. Uh, you know, feel to it. It was, I think it was called like the, the autobiography of Harold Mesmer or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It, it had nothing to do with anything, but uh, it, what a great album. And that had definitely yeah, good had record, really good. Record, yeah. Definitely had some orchestration to it. And then he came back to it later. He was later. writing in movements back then. Yes. Is, is what was going on. Yeah. He, well, he was a pianist and, you know, obviously he was classically trained and, you know, it showed in his music. That's and that's when I was going to school yeah. for theater. So there was like a, there was, like yeah. you said, in movements, there was a theatricality yeah. to yeah. it. There was a, a, a musical theater sort of like element of it that you could kind of feel and get into. Um, yeah. But then he was also not afraid to, you know, get on stage live uh, with a microphone and his baby grand piano and, and rub it on the strings and make it sound like he was scratching a record. And I was like, okay. So he's a little punk rock and hip hop in there too. So I'm into that. Right, he's not afraid to kind of destroy it to build it. So, um, and that's that's a fun part about art too, right? Uh, oh yeah. yeah, break it to build it. Uh, take something that's perfectly usable and functional, and well, making art really is. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I've thought of in my early days days of painting. I always thought of. Uh, Making paintings is uh, gathering really beautiful materials that were painstakingly uh, assembled and and manufactured and packaged and merchandised and uh, presented, purchased, and uh, you know ruining them. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought of the the art process of being being that. That's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> yeah, I've got stacks of those that that ruination around kicking around the house, you know. When I made art, I always loved the um, the kinetic nature of it, right? Yeah. So I I would try to do things that were very big or that required physicality, 
you know, and in my friends that made art, I uh, I always appreciated textures on things, right? So I was always the guy who uh, who would do the thing that you would ne- tell people like when you go to the gallery, never touch the art. But I was the guy who would always be like, "Can I? Do you mind?" Yeah, that that always got me in trouble. Right, because I'm I'm with you 100. percent I love yeah, the ex, yeah, excess like paint, yeah. or you know the, you know the the way it folded over and dried, or uh, was scratched back into, or scrapito. Yeah, I I am currently not painting that way now. My my uh, my paintings are very compact, and and I'm working in watercolors and pencil, and but I used to. Do some pretty bold paint, painting in in oils, and, uh, and and that was true destruction of materials. And uh, um, the materials that I used were a little bit different because uh, I, I wanted my paintings to look like they were forged by the hand of nature, not by the hand of man. Yeah. And uh, so I wouldn't use brushes. I would you know mesh uh, branches. Yeah. And 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 use branches to move paint around. Yeah, man, love yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, and, and big. I, I worked big then. Sure, yeah. I, you know, it, it, I remember in a drawing class, our our professor sent us out uh, behind Tower Fine Arts, and you were allowed to bring one pastel. And I was like mashing grass into the paper <laughs> and dirt, and uh, yeah. you know. And then I was like, oh, I've I've got this brown pastel I can use too. Oh, you you must have uh, been a big star of the critiques. <laughs> no, he was just he was like, I like your energy, but your work sucks. <laughs> and he was right. I, I was told, why don't you consider sculpture? <laughs> yeah. Uh it, so uh, much I took the the studio art uh more to inform the theater that I was doing, right? Yeah. So I, I wanted to understand composition a little bit better and expand my Beautiful. vocabulary. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So that when I um, when I would start to um, to dissect a script and work with the actors and, you know, the technical crew about how to kind of work those concepts into all those facets of the production, um, I could I could think about things outside of lights just being light, sound just being sound blocking being more than two-dimensional right yeah i i hear you but also what you're talking about too which is uh and and something i still struggle with which is uh uh, consolidating um i'm very good at uh talking my way all around a, a a subject but consolidating everything down into a phrase or a sentence so there's your composition right and uh yeah i yeah, I think a lot about co- composition, both you know here and well, you know this is a sketchbook and lyric book, right. and uh, and yeah, composition is uh, is a key thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and you know it it really draws upon uh, a, a full range of experience. Yeah, and to, to write a song is. Uh, you know, you're you're taking aspects of nature. You're taking things. You're taking the thoughts and things and emotions and uh, intangibles and uh, mixing them up and uh, you know, puking out some art. Yeah, and in food, it, it uh, right uh, flavors, textures, temperatures, yeah. salt, acid, things. Right, like all of these components that if you can get just right, if there's a little bit of each of them in there, you got it right. Art is a is a, a fun endeavor, and and like so many things, um, the struggle of being bad is a really good lesson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the struggle of being bad—that's <laughs> kind, of, that's, that, that's kind of music for me, <laughs> you know. I took up guitar at age seventy. Okay. <laughs> no, I'd always played harmonica, but. And I can do that, you know, reasonably. Guitar is another story altogether. Uh, it's uh, it's the struggle is real, mm. and, uh, and and these old the old hands can only do so much. Mm. And it's uh, it's a real revelation. It's it's an attack on hubris, and it's a tool for making some real art. Yeah. <laughs>
whether or not we are doing that while we play it is a different story, but it is, yeah. yeah. No, well, you, you, find, you, find, you find the parts, you, you find the parts that, that can be art, mm -hmm. and, you, and you use them. Yeah. You know. Can you, yes, can. might be a silly question, can you read music? Because I, I cannot. No, I can't read music. I, I, can, I can read, like, you know, I, I can, you know, when, when, when you're confronted with, with, with songs, you know, like you, I, I get like chord sheets with lyrics on, you know, okay. I get the, like the, you know, the chords on tops of lyrics and I can interpret those now, which is why I took up guitar so I could do that. So I could both read those and, you know, create those. Okay. So, you know, it allows me to write songs and, you know, supply the music that goes along with the song, at least the, you know, very general outline of the music. Yeah. But no, I, uh, I don't really. No, I don't. I don't read music. My daughter, um, when she was little, uh, we, we have we have a baby grand in the in the house, and uh, she started playing like this. Okay. <laughs> and, but she did, never wanted lessons, and uh, but she just started making her own music, and uh, that that evolved, and she turned into a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good musician. She doesn't do it now, and hmm. drives me crazy because she she could write, she could compose. Right yeah, out, right out of the box, she could compose. Wow, I know she play. What's the uh, uh, what is that wonderful instrument that has the, oh, the theremin? The, there you go. Yeah, she plays theremin. She I know has, she loves that. Yeah, she does, and she has uh, her her pitches. She has very accurate pitch. I I. I hesitate to say perfect pitch. I don't think that exists, but right. you know, she she has good pitch. I mean that that in that is she uh, has a trained ear. I mean that's like kind of Harry Potter of uh, of instruments, right? Because it requires yeah, it is magical. It, it's it, there's there's yeah. some elements of the the motion and yeah. uh, it's it's a three dimensional yeah. space of of figuring it out. Yeah, it's fun to see her play. Yeah, harmonica. We haven't even really, really talked about your harmonica playing. Oh my god! How many harmonicas do you own? A lot. <laughs> a lot but I, I carry about 15 with me okay and uh, the reason being that um if, if, i guess if, if you play a uh what are they called it's the one with a little switch on it Th those are set up like a piano so that you can uh you can switch in your sharps and your flats and this and that mm -hmm. but uh i i play the little you know 10 hole harmonicas and uh, they are tuned according to key, mm -hmm. so you have to have all the keys. Right. And uh, in in my case, I I carry uh, some flats, and I also carry um, I carry minor keys, which are the handiest thing I've ever found. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're really they're really handy. Don't tell anybody. Uh, no, it's our secret. <laughs> I'm gonna edit this out. <laughs> they're they're absolutely great. Uh, they're, 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 they're so great. They're almost a cheat. And, uh, they, they, they really like in a song, you can really add to it with that. Bringing in that, that, that minor key counterpoint is just anyway. Uh, it, yeah. it, but the, the, the way that a harmonica fits into a song is, is very, uh, in a, in a song that is already, uh, grooving. The harmonica will add a very specific vibe to something that yes. it that does enhance it. It well, it's lifts. a horn. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a horn. I never thought of it that way. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is. I I I approach harmonica as a horn section typically. No wonder I like the way you play it because I love yeah. music with horns. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I you know I, I I've learned through trial and error to, you know not, not, not stumble around and get in, get in the way of the rest of the song you know? okay so but i i play i play melody and uh you know i play rhythm that's, that's just the way i play mm. some of the typical blues uh rock and roll that a lot of it will go with certainly goes with another one of your interests as well which is barbecue and cooking oh good lord barbecue you know that's that's my signature song you know barbecue. i know yeah which uh which i've been i've been 
learning how to, I've, I'm learning to wrangle all five chords of that on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta expand your range from three to five. Yeah, yeah well, you know. <laughs> You know, there's 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 a seventh, there's a couple sevenths. Oh, yeah, yeah, where, where you know that's like high science. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> alchemy. I love it. You know, uh, one of the things that I love doing together is when we'll get together at Tommy's house and light up some charcoal and get some pork going. Uh, and you know, you you seem. That's another so back to the ceremony of it. That's another oh, one of yeah, these well, ceremonies you love. Yeah, well, that, that that's a ceremony that you are a master of. I oh. mean, oh, you're, you're you are you're 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 a trained cook for Christ's sake. Come on, cop to it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, humble, sure. Yeah, you're a chef. There are people that uh, that I love to cook with because you can see their love for it. Well, I'm an amateur, and, and you know, there's, there's, amateur is a good thing. Yeah, amateur. I mean, you know, the, you know, the, the, the root word is ama, you know, which is Latin for love, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I cook for the love of it. I'm an amateur. I like and that. I, I, I make music for the love of it. I'm an amateur musician. Yeah, I'm an amateur. I'm not a professional. I'm an amateur. Yeah. And I'm gonna think about with, that with, for uh, the rest with, of my day. With, Ooh, yeah, I like that. With the, yeah, with the. Accent on love, ama. Yeah. It, now I'm, you know, I'm not a professional anything anymore. So uh, now I'm can well, enjoy moment, being yeah, an it, amateur cook, yeah, trained, you're, you're, but yeah, I can still, yeah, you know, yeah. go back to just for the love of it, which is fun. You know, the uh, when we I'll were bet it is when we were open, we didn't cook a lot at home, and we do now, and yeah. the kids love it. And that's that's something that I've learned from you guys is that concept. Yeah, you know, mise en place is very important. Yeah. It, it it I mean that everybody that says work smarter, yeah. not harder, it comes down to mise en place, right? Well, it's it's like you know, it, it once again it's 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 cross disciplinary. Uh, it's it's your scale, it's your palate. Then you add the element of time sensitivity. Sure. So all of a sudden you're in music. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you're cooking. That fourth dimension, right? The timing. Yeah. yeah. Timing's a lot, especially in yeah. music. You're, you're going to play with people. And in cooking. Got to all get to the window at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Got to make yeah. it to the plate at the same time. And you can't cook until the fire is ready. That's right. Then you go slow and low or fast and sear the fuck. Sear the hell out of it. <laughs> And then, and then every now and then the uh, the 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 fire doesn't cooperate. Yeah, you, you have to uh, uh, call an audible in the middle of it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's happened to me. I mean, uh, yeah. I I think back yeah. to uh, gosh the 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 first Four Horsemen festival out in front of the Revelry when I when I did that pig. And uh, we we performed. There's a great picture of you and I where I'm behind you with a bullhorn. Oh, that was a gas. Oh, it's literally. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I was drinking it uh, gasoline. I think for 24 straight hours. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the fire that day. So I used. Uh, they had a smoker at the revelry, and I think they still use the same one. But I had never used it. Um, and so I cooked the hog on that thing, and it was. Your first time using it. It was my first time using it. So a lot of variable there. And it yeah. was hot and cold and all. And I remember, um, you know, me being drunk certainly didn't help. But uh, you got to, you got to, every now and then the fire is not going to cooperate. And we had to call an audible and get that thing off of flame real fast. It was a cold and damp day, as I remember. It was. Yeah. And windy. And yeah. that the the wind yeah. was well, the wind was playing really, games yeah, with the yeah, fire yeah, a lot. Yeah. You had uh, the the barbecue team there for a while. I still wear the shirt all the time. The old smoking dopes. Smoking dopes, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was fun. That was real fun, you know. I they, bet they 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 changed the nature. We we basically existed for that one big thing, and and they changed it so that sort of like we ceased to have a uh, a goal. Yeah, you know, teams need. Uh, a place to compete. Yeah, got to have a goal. Yeah, that was a that's. I mean, that's a fun crew on top of everything. Oh else. yeah, yeah. There's some 
Yes. Some there's some there's some uh some personalities and some artistic minds involved in that group as yes. well. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, and various disciplines. Yeah. yeah. I mean Spivak was in there too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a, a writer. Yeah. yeah. And and kind of a musician too, you know. Mm-hmm. He does uh, spoken word to music, so that counts. Absolutely. Yeah. A local Shatner. <laughs> He would hate hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Rochester's a fun city. I mean, and the food scene is, uh, I I think, a function of that, too. You know, I knew, having gone to school for theater out at Brockport and experienced some, you know, some local theater in the city and here in Rochester and whatnot, that the, the scene in the arts was very, very strong, right? The um, the interesting part to me coming from Syracuse was seeing how the uh, the artistic endeavors had had bled over. I you know, wrong choice of words, I guess, but how it had uh, moved over into food and beverage also, right? So like craft cocktails, craft beverages were were really uh, exploding out here. Uh, the independent restaurant was was far more prevalent than in uh, some other smaller cities that I had been to. So that part was really fun for me to see also. So people were expressing themselves in food. And, and I think that the reason they were able to do that is because uh, the average consumer in Rochester, they – their, their horizons had been broadened in so many other aspects of life, so many other facets of art in life that they were like, well, I want to eat something interesting too. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Also, also Ro- Rochester is uh, really heavy in uh, ethnic populations, mm. and uh, I think that, that that has broadened our tastes. I mean, that's obvious that it has. I mean, you know, we... I, I grow, growing up on, on the north side, uh, uh, you know, Ukrainian food was a revelation to me. Mm. I had a, I had a Ukrainian friend. They took me on a picnic, and I ate that stuff, and it was like, holy mackerel, food can taste like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, co- just you know, cooking. Uh, yeah. it's Italian food. You know, is, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I came from a, a German Irish background, and uh, you know, the food. Uh, Food could be interesting, mm. but uh, you know, the Italian food was a revelation. Yes, and <laughs> the grass is greener on the other side, right? Well, yeah, always, yeah, yeah, and and, and it is, <laughs> and it is yeah. for that for sure. Yeah, yeah, the you know, I'm, I'm thinking about you know Christmas Eve, the fishes. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea of that. Yeah, barbecuing is fun. I mean, I really enjoy it, and it's like you know a thing that I really like to do. And uh, uh, certainly, you've been an influence on me there, you know. And uh, uh, you've turned me on to you know the good stuff. Uh, I, I love your 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 yearly tradition. Uh, oh, oh, the yeah, the the turkey. Yeah, yeah. I I. I I pulled out all the stops again this year and uh, and did it, and uh, it turned out great. The flipping of the bird. The flipping of the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, where, where. I don't know. I don't even. Oh, I I learned it. Uh, I sort of came up with it on on my own. I just figured that it would come out better, and it does because the 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 whole reason to flip the bird is to transfer the juices from one side of the bird to the other sure and, and propel them down into the white meat yeah which uh you know is usually a disaster in turkey yep but there's but not in mine but you but you uh <laughs> you couldn't miss the opportunity uh to have a little sophomoric fun and you a know a bit of theater you know yeah. yeah i love that i love that yeah this this year we we i i covered the surfing bird and uh <laughs> the bird is a word <laughs> that video was great i uh you sent it to me lucinda sent it to me it's always good times yeah well, yeah, well we're gonna have to definitely get together this uh this summer and do some pork chops that's typically what we cook just about every single time oh we get my together goodness. well those pork chops you know I, we'll have to source those pork chops though 
I I might have some in in the freezer. Oh, I, God. I I might have kept a <laughs> one or two animals worth of pork chops. I can't I can't live the rest of my life without those wonderful pork chops. Yeah, they they were amazing. They they were amazing. There, there's definitely there's definitely a gap in uh, in uh, our life. Yeah. What's the most recent thing you wrote? Hit me. Oh, this hit, is, give me this some is, verses. This isn't all that recent. This is kind of old stuff. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I keep a bigger one. <laughs> I can't I can't indulge in Chipotle anymore. I don't miss it. Always made me sore. What did I miss? <laughs> I love that. Uh. Uh, been to Gorky Park, made me blue. What did I miss, baby? I miss you. What did I miss, baby? I miss you. That's actually a lyric to a song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that uh, is uh, more than, uh, well, it's done, really. And I have been to Gorky Park, by the way. Yeah. As I wander across this globe, I wonder what did I miss? Been to Moscow, never been to Timbuktu. In old Tbilisi, we stole a kiss. Wisely calved off from that Randy crew. What did I miss? Well, I never kissed the Blarney Stone. Sanitation's paramount when you're far away from home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. That is so good. I'm going to drag you back up on stage sometime. Our duets were legend. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I'll I'll be happy to do uh, it now. My uh, band is starting to fire up. We're 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 up to a, a we're up to a a quintet now. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's you know I'm I'm starting to you know I'm getting the band swinging again. You know. It really means something when you swing. Yeah. Yeah. It's starting to swing. It's starting to swing. It's been, you know, I've had to dig deep for it, but we're we're getting that, we're getting that backbeat. Coalesce. Yeah. I like that. Got a bass player too. There you go. That's key. Get some groove. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, do an unveiling. My birthday concert will be at record archive this year mm-hmm. and uh we'll be using my band stormy valley the the quintet march 31st march 31st yeah <laughs> if it, mark the calendar be there yeah yeah well i'll be there that's for sure with with the with the gang and uh there's it should be fun that's cool should be fun we we, we have a full repertoire i'm working on a, a nice you know, a nice showy set. <laughs> I dig it. I can't wait yeah. to be there. It'd be great. Yeah, and that's a cool. That's a a fun space back there too. Yeah, I which you've created. I haven't played it in a while. Yeah, myself, I haven't played it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that at uh, the 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 archive as it currently exists, uh, short of trucks uh, bashing through the front of it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the archive as it currently exists is a, uh, I mean it's it uh, in and of itself is this uh, this I don't want to say cavernous but it is a very large um, archive of yeah, it's an uh, archive yeah. yeah but like and th- yeah. but then there's this life that just like pulses out of that back room when but things the back, are going the back on back room you know that it's like it's it's the full manifestation of you know me putting the stage in. You know, all those years ago, you know, five decades ago, right? And uh, it really, that that room can swing. That room can swing. It's yeah. got you know great great sound system, and uh, uh, you you put a good band on that stage that knows how to use it, and it's just you know, the room just sings. Love it. Yeah, I can't wait to be for the for birthday. It'll be fun. All right, bud. We, uh, I guess, we'll close this out here. I okay. um, thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it. Uh, you, it, you, you made me uh, plumb some of the depths, and uh, that's uh, always good. Yeah, 
I, I, I love rem, uh, reminiscing and remembering and uh, sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's for good sometimes it's for bad but uh, you know I, I like I said you're just a fascinating guy and um, with people like that I just want to soak up as much of it as I possibly can so thank you well thank you I gotta get Lucinda in here now and learn how to properly do a, an armpit fart I know she's well, she's she, really she, she she'll 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 be she'll be glad to bring you up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's her her claim to fame with the brunette boys. I know that. Yeah. Well, you know, she loves that kind of stuff. Right? I, I love talking with her about art too. Speaking yeah. of, so. Oh well, she is a very accomplished artist. Indeed, yeah. indeed, and a sassy lady, which I love. All right, man. Okay. Appreciate you. Thank you.